This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome in. It's a Sunday afternoon here in the District of Columbia, live from our Half Street studios. I'm Toby Altizer, hanging with you till 6 p.m. You got plenty to talk about today. Spring training getting underway for the Nationals. We'll talk with Andrew Golden from the Washington Post coming up at 4 o'clock, as well as getting some of your guys' thoughts on players you want to watch, players you want to talk about. We'll talk about that coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. 5 o'clock, we'll get into some of the NBA All-Star Weekend stuff. Not a huge fan of it. I think some of the gimmicky stuff, I I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old, even though I'm only 25 years old. As Linnell was saying earlier, I'm actually the youngest in charge. I'm the youngest guy now. Either way, I'll let him keep his title. I think he likes it. But some of this stuff is just getting a little absurd. Some of the players aren't taking it seriously. We can talk about that coming up in just a little bit. But I do want to start with the quarterback situation. I know Linnell spent a lot of his show talking about the quarterbacks, talking about Sam Howell, talking about these guys in the draft. And look, I think this is something that, honestly, as people in radio, as people in media— we can thank the Washington Commanders for what happened last season and say that there are going to be lots and lots and lots of debates about the quarterback position over the next couple of months. And basically every single show you can slot out an hour is going to be spent on the quarterback position. So this isn't the first time. This definitely isn't the the last time you're going to hear a quarterback conversation on these airwaves. And last week I was on and kind of talked about who I felt the team was going to take. And I felt like Jaden Daniels was the front runner at that point. And again, things are going to change. I don't know that I feel that way anymore. And I think this is something that is going to change daily, weekly, definitely over the course of the NFL Combine and over the next couple of months, you're going to read the tea leaves from the Schefters, from the Rappaports, from the other various reports. This is a process that I think it's going to be a fun process. It might turn exhausting by the time we get towards the end of April. But I think it's going to be a fun process. But I thought the, I think the discussion has gotten a little bit crazy at times with the quarterback position because I know Linnell was talking about Drake May and he wasn't as high on him. And that's fine. Again, everybody's entitled to their opinion. But I don't know that classifying him as just a taller Sam Howell is doing him justice. Like, I think that he's a better quarterback than that. And I really like Sam Howell. But for whatever reason, it seems like so many people got on the idea that Caleb Williams is a top guy. He can move around. He can make all the plays. He's fantastic off structure. And I don't know where the idea that Drake May is the statue in the pocket. He can't move. And so we're going to play some of the Cliff Kingsbury's comments from his introductory press conference 
and they asked him what he wanted in a quarterback. And people immediately said, oh, that means Jaden Daniels, Heisman Trophy winner, guy can run around. It's got to be him. And I don't know that that's the case because, yes, Jaden Daniels is the guy that can move around the best. Yes, he's the guy that when you watch him, you see shades of a Lamar Jackson and those sorts of things. I understand all of those things. I, I see all the reports just like you do. But it's not like Drake May just stands in the pocket like he's Peyton Manning. It's not like he can't move. And I, I think sometimes, and I want to clarify this before we get into some of this discussion, because I think sometimes we do a poor job. And, and maybe it's just the, the overreaction society we live in where nothing can be down the middle. Everything has to be one side or the other. Everything's extreme. But when you give someone as a player comp, it doesn't necessarily mean that that guy's going to be that player. When someone says that Caleb Williams is like Patrick Mahomes, they don't mean that he's going to be as good as Patrick Mahomes. All right? Maybe they do. But in most cases, they just mean he plays like him. So when I talk about some of these guys, I'm going to give some player comps and guys they remind me of. I don't mean that they're going to be as good as this guy. I hope they are. I hope they're awesome. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be that guy. It just kind of looks like them, right? I mean, that's why it's a comparison. It's not saying he's the same guy. He looks like him. And the other thing, too, before we get into this discussion, I don't really care who they take at number two. I hope they take a quarterback at two. I hope that's the plan. I hope it's not J.J. McCarthy. I saw Trevor Sikama put out a mock draft this week and had them trading down and then trading back up to take J.J. McCarthy as much as I say I'm going to trust Adam Peters, man, that would test every fiber in my body if they decided that they were going to trade down and then ultimately take J.J. McCarthy. That would test everything about my fandom. I think people would riot in the street. <laughs> it, would be, it would be bad. <laughs> but I, I want to clarify something. I'm going to have preferences. We're all going to have our rankings of quarterback one, two, and three of guys you want. But this idea that I'm going to sit here and drag a Jaden Daniels or I'm going to drag a Drake May or I'm going to drag a Caleb Williams because that's not the guy I want, let's not do that. Let's not do that because you know what's going to happen. Say the Caleb Williams goes number one overall to the Chicago Bears. There's going to be the half of the fan base that wants Jaden Daniels and they're going to spend the whole time dragging Drake May and then they take Drake May and... That whole half of the fan base, what a terrible pick. We can't stand this guy. Let's not get off on that foot, right? Let's not do that. If you like Jaden Daniels more, that's fine. It doesn't mean that Drake May is just some jag. If you like Drake May more, it doesn't mean that Jaden Daniels is just some dude that runs around and can't throw a football. Like, let's just be real here. Both of these dudes should be able to revitalize this franchise. And I think that every single one of these quarterbacks, whether it's a Caleb Williams, whether it's a Drake May, whether it's a Jaden Daniels, even if you want to go down the board even more, if they weren't to take a quarterback at two, a Bo Nix, Michael Penix, J.J. McCarthy, Spencer Rattler, wherever you want to go, all these guys need development. And so while I think Adam Peters is going to make the best decision for this team, and I'm hoping he does, it's going to be on Cliff Kingsbury. It's going to be on Brian Johnson. It's going to be on Tavita Pritchard. It's going to be on the whole offensive staff to develop these guys because – no matter who your preference is, these guys have warts. And we can talk some about them. Obviously, we love to focus on what the, the good is. But when they come into the building and they start working in Ashburn, they're going to have to figure out, all right, these are his strengths. We want to play to his strengths. But, hey, he can't get to his second and third read quick enough. we got to work on that. Hey, he's leaving the pocket too quickly. we got to work on that. These guys are going to have to develop whoever they draft at quarterback. 
I, I want to hear from Cliff Kingsbury because at his introductory press conference, he talked a little bit about the quarterback position and what he wants to see in the quarterback position. Let's hear from Cliff Kingsbury at his introductory press conference here. When was that on Wednesday? I forget what day it was. Thursday. Thursday. So here, here's Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, the Chiefs quarterback. That help. <laughs> Uh, no, um, I do think the game, as you can see, you watch those guys, Brock and him at the end, like when the money's on the table, you got to be able to make some plays um, with your feet, move around enough to escape a bad play. And it doesn't mean you got to run like Lamar or Kyler Murray, but you better be able to move a little bit and um, buy yourself some time because the, the D-line, the rushes, the defense these days are so good. And, and then the intangibles, you know, you want that player to be the hardest worker on your team. You want him to lead those guys. Um, each and every day when, when he shows up in the building, you want him to lift the building up, and um, that's why those guys make the type of money they do. And, and this is why I thought it was kind of crazy. That clip got put all around social media on Thursday, and people immediately went, oh, he said he's got to be able to move a little bit. That's got to be Jaden Daniels. And it doesn't have to be. I think that some people are just completely discounting Drake May because you look at the guy that you have in the room already, number 14, Sam Howell, and then you look just a couple of years ago and see him in a North Carolina helmet, and you look and see Drake May in a North Carolina helmet and just assume they're the same guy, and they're not. Drake May is much bigger. Drake May, you hear it from a lot of people, reminds them of a Justin Herbert. And again, not saying he is Justin Herbert, but he does play a little bit like him. You see some of the plays he makes on his highlights, and he looks like a Justin Herbert. And when you think of Herbert, he's not a statue in the pocket. And so when Cliff Kingsbury lays out what he wants in a quarterback. He jokes, I want the Chiefs quarterback. But he, he says, you got to be able to move a little bit, but it doesn't have to be Lamar. It doesn't have to be Kyler Murray. I think Drake May can move enough to be a good NFL quarterback. And so I, I don't know that you can just take, and this is kind of what changed my view just a little bit, is Jaden Daniels might look like the top prospect just in terms of his, his ability. And maybe we can have this discussion. Who has the highest ceiling? Who has the highest floor? Lowest floor. We, we can have that discussion. If you want to hop in, 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines, feel free to tweet me as well, at Toby underscore Altizer. But Jaden Daniels, I think, has all the ability in the world, but it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to get him to that point. And I was having this discussion with someone on Twitter about the debate between Jaden Daniels and Drake May. And you look at a guy like a Lamar Jackson, who would obviously fit more in that mold of Jaden Daniels. And Lamar Jackson's now two-time MVP, fantastic quarterback, one of the best in the league. No one's going to argue that. But I don't know that he's ever going to get past the Patrick Mahomeses of the world, maybe even a Josh Allen of the world. Why? Because I just don't know that he can get to that point as a passer. I think he's better as a passer than people give him credit for. So I'm not one to try and drag Lamar here and say that he's he's a running back, right? You, you see all the jokes, Lamar B, right? He's not that guy. He's a better passer than he gets credit for, and he's not just a better passer on the run. He's a better pocket passer than he gets credit for. But he's not really in that same tier or really particularly close to that same tier as the Josh Allens and the Patrick Mahomes of the world, even the Joe Burrows of the world, at being a passer. And so that worries me when you look at a guy like a Jaden Daniels. And if you want to draft him, that's fantastic. Do you think you can get him to that level? Because I think having a spectacular athlete like that on the field can really 
change things and change the dynamic of a defense and change the dynamic of your offense because you've got the best athlete on the field. And if everything breaks down, we've seen Lamar do it plenty of times, he just takes off. You don't have to have the perfect play drawn up for Lamar Jackson for him to turn it into a 20-yard game. And that's going to be the same sort of thing for Jaden Daniels. And that'd be fantastic to have. The problem is when it gets into January, and that's ultimately got to be the thing here. What's the goal of the National Football League? It's winning a Lombardi trophy. And so you need to nail this pick because this guy shouldn't just be able to win you the division. He shouldn't just be able to to get you in the to the divisional round of the playoffs. This guy that you're drafting, you want this guy to be able to lift that Lombardi someday. And so if you don't think this guy has the ability, even if you can develop him to his fullest, to get to the point where, all right, I can see him leading our team to a victory, even if he has to go through the top dogs. You know, because what happens if things change? What happens if Caleb Williams turns out to be as good as everyone's talked about, and he's with the Bears, and now he's in your conference. What happens if one of these other top quarterbacks changes conferences? Whatever the case may be, you're going to have to think, can this guy go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes in the next four years? He doesn't have to be better than him, because obviously you're going to build the team around him. But you have to really think, can we get this guy to that point? And frankly, I, I think the top three, I think you have to look at him and think that you can. I do. I, I know some people are probably going to call in or, or tweet at me and think, well, what if none of these guys can do it? We can have that discussion. I don't think that's real. You still need to get a quarterback. I get all of that. But I think that one of these guys can be developed to the point that they can be a difference maker for this franchise. Because you can be excited about the fact that in this offseason, you, you could find your quarterback of the future you know, for the next decade and a half. And so you've got to find the right guy. But I, I don't know that zeroing in on one dude and dragging the others is the right idea if you're a fan base. And honestly, this is why I think you've got to keep all the options open. If you think that Caleb Williams is that guy, but you don't know that Jaden Daniels, you don't know that Drake May can get to that level, then you've got to keep the options open. Because if you can, if you feel like you can get Caleb Williams to the point where I've called Patrick Mahomes the gatekeeper of the AFC. You're not getting to the big game. You're not winning the Super Bowl unless you go through the big troll at the end of the road, Patrick Mahomes, who is hard to defeat. If you feel like Caleb Williams can be the gatekeeper of the NFC, and it's only going to cost you your second picks, you're swapping your second overall pick and a first, and you're maybe giving up a two and a one. If you feel like he's that much better, then you got to do it. You got to do it. I understand you got to build the roster. I understand that you need a better offensive line. Maybe you need some more weapons. You need to improve defense. I get all those things. I'm not saying you're going to win the Super Bowl next year. But if you think this guy is that much better, then you've got to do it. Well, my point is, which quarterback do you think can get it done? Because you hear Kingsbury's comments, and I think all of them fit the mold. So if you want to take those comments that he made on Thursday, which we played for you just a little bit earlier, basically saying you've got to be able to be a little bit mobile and make some plays with your feet. Caleb Williams fits that mold. Drake May fits that mold. Jaden Daniels definitely fits that mold. I mean, honestly, if we're going all the way down the list, as much as I hate it, J.J. McCarthy fits that mold. I think Bo Nix fits that mold. I don't know that Michael Penix does anymore. Before he had the injuries, he could move. I don't know that he's necessarily as mobile now. But what do you guys think? I think if we phrase it this way, obviously, which quarterback do you want? Feel free to chime in on that, 800-636-1067. 
But which of the guys has the highest ceiling? Which of the guys has the highest floor? Which of the guys has the lowest floor or the lowest ceiling? But which of the top three guys do you think can make the biggest impact for this franchise? 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. Also feel free to tweet at me at Toby underscore Altizer. Keep it tuned right here to the fan. Overtime rules on next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back. Overtime 106.7 The Fan. Toby Altizer with you till 6 o'clock. You can tweet at me at Toby underscore Altizer. Feel free to call in as well on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. 800-636-1067. Talking about the quarterback situation, as we will plenty of times on this station until the NFL draft at the end of April. But which of these guys do you really like? Because, again, we heard from Cliff Kingsbury. He says... I need a guy with some mobility. Don't necessarily need Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray, but I need somebody that can at least move around, can be a good leader. Got a tweet here from the 12th man. He said, there are pros and cons to the games and potential of Caleb, Drake, and Jaden, and all QBs should be in play, not just those three. I'll disagree on that. I like what Kingsbury said about quarterback intangibles, who will be the hardest worker, best leader to lift up, building up, and make plays when the game's on the line. And this is where I think it's interesting because I don't know that there's any question in terms of leadership, off-field stuff with Jaden Daniels. I don't think there's any question with Drake May. I think there are question marks with Caleb Williams. So as much as I want to talk about trading up, if they don't think that he can be that leader, that guy in the locker room that guys can rally around, then maybe don't make that move. I don't know that I think that stuff is as big a deal. We haven't heard as much lately from people on social media about Caleb Williams coming back to D.C. and 
a lot of people shell-shocked because of what happened with Chase Young coming back to his hometown. So I don't know that we've seen as much about that. But I don't know that I would be as worried about Caleb Williams. I think that he can be a good leader. But that is something that you have to factor in. That is something that you have to think about. I think if you were just going off of good leadership qualities, honestly, Jaden Daniels might be at the top of that list. But where do you stand? Which of these guys has the highest ceiling? Which of these guys has the highest floor? Lowest floor. Who's the biggest boomer bust? 800-636-1067. You want to hop in on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. Let's get out to Rob, who is in Haymarket. Rob, what's going on? Hey, Toby. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Appreciate it, man. Hey, man, and, and I, I think people need to just really buffer their expectations, first of all, because, you know, I looked at this myself the other day. It's like 63 or so quarterbacks taken in the first round in the last 43 years, and only about 45% of them have had long-term success. There's been like 13 number one overall and only about 60%. So, it's a crapshoot. Would you agree? That's oh, a, yeah. It's a crapshoot. Yeah. 100%. So with that said, you know, you're holding the dice. But, man, what really convinced me about Dayton Daniels was I watched that Alabama-LSU game, and he was making throws before guys were turning their head. When he ran, he was running by the best defensive backs in the SEC like they were standing still. And so if I'm going to choose somebody, I'm going to go with someone who has supreme athleticism, but also a guy who's playing against the best competition. And so I'm hoping that they, they just stay at number two, and Jaden Daniels is there. I, I think that's the, would they be probably the best odds of actually getting a good quarterback. Rob, appreciate the phone call, man. Yeah, my, my one concern with Jaden Daniels, and I think that is a good point because, again, people are going to have the – idea that Jaden Daniels is just a runner and he's not he is a pocket passer he's a guy that will stand in the pocket things break down then he'll take off and run I don't know if he's going to be a nuanced enough passer to be an above average to good NFL quarterback in terms of his pocket ability and that's what worries me it's what I just talked about with Lamar Jackson Lamar's awesome he's won two MVPs one of the best quarterbacks in the league I don't know if he's ever going to win a Lombardi and that's the tough part because do you want your quarterback just to win MVPs? Then, yeah, maybe Jaden Daniels is your dude. That'd be awesome. We'd love celebrating that. We've had MVPs in this town before, but it didn't result in the championship, right? So I would love that, but I want a guy that's going to lead this team to a Super Bowl. I'm not saying Jaden Daniels can't do that, but I'm a little worried about his passing ability, whereas I think if you look at a guy like a Drake May, I think that you can develop him as a passer, and he has enough running ability that he can make up for not having the Jaden Daniels stuff, but he can he can make plays with his feet. Again, I, I think you look at the player comps. I don't know that the Lamar Jackson one is completely appropriate for Jaden Daniels because Jaden Daniels, to me, isn't as shifty as the Lamar Jackson. But I think you can see some of the similarities there. I think Justin Herbert is a really good comp in terms of play style for what you get in a Drake May. But I, I just think it's interesting because, to me, Caleb Williams is still the top guy. If I had to rank my list, QB1 is Caleb Williams. And I don't know that it's particularly close for me. I think QB2 is still Drake May. I wouldn't say it's a huge gap between two and three. But QB3 is still Jaden Daniels for me. Now, if you ask some of these various questions, who has the lowest floor of all these guys? I think it's Jaden Daniels. I think Jaden Daniels has the biggest bust potential. Not to say that he is going to be a bust, but... 
what if this guy can't make it work? And I've heard the flip side of this, too, where you can look at Jaden Daniels and say, well, maybe he's not going to be a good enough passer, but the floor is he's going to be a good runner. And that's something you can look at with Justin Fields. Justin Fields has not turned into the quarterback that a lot of people expected him to, but he has been someone that you can rely on to be an incredible asset with his feet, even throughout his career when he struggled as a passer. So maybe you want to look at it that way, but to me, I think the lowest floor is still Jaden Daniels. The highest ceiling, though, to me, is the same guy. It's Jaden Daniels. This guy won a Heisman Trophy for a reason. This guy has incredible running ability that he would step into the NFL and become a top, what, three, top four running quarterback in the NFL immediately. So I don't know why you wouldn't consider him at least at two. I think it'd be foolish to just write him off. But again, I think it'd be the lowest floor. I think the boomer bust potential there with Jaden Daniels is so intriguing. And that's why, again, if you're a Drake May person, I would consider myself Drake May, a Drake May guy. I'm not going to put down Jaden Daniels. There are concerns, just as there are concerns with every other prospect. But I think Jaden Daniels is the ultimate boomer bust prospect for this team. I think the maybe you could say the highest floor. I think you can make the argument between Drake May and Caleb Williams. It kind of depends. The real concern for me, and honestly, maybe the only concern for me with Caleb Williams is his ability to play in structure. Can this guy develop to the point where he starts taking the layups when they're there? When you're calling a play that just says, throw the drag here, does he take the drag? Or does he have to extend it to 10 seconds back there and throw the deep post? That, to me, is the big question with Caleb Williams. And I think once you get to the NFL level, one, I don't think Lincoln Riley did him any favors at USC last year. And personally, that's why I wasn't a huge fan of the Kingsbury hire. Again, I'm going to give these guys a chance. But I think Caleb Williams has to develop in that sense. And if he does, he just has superstar written all over him to me. And that's why he's my top guy. But I think if you look at Drake May, I think this is a guy that can be a good pocket passer. You read the reports and people that have talked about him and the people that understand football at a better level than even I do. And they talk about his ability to throw to all three levels, to throw outside the numbers, to throw over the middle of the field, his ability to get the ball wherever it needs to go. And he's got easy arm strength. If you just watch some of his highlights, you know he's throwing the ball 40 yards down the field into the bucket to a guy on the sideline, and it's not like he's having to put everything into it. You know, I, I think, I forget who said it. Forget who said it, but they were talking about arm strength. And the arm strength isn't necessarily how far you can throw it. It's how easily you can throw it that far. I think it might have been Danny, honestly, Danny Ruye. And you think about Taylor Heineke throwing a 45-yard ball versus Sam Howell throwing a 45-yard ball. About the same size. Heineke looked like he had to crow hop and throw it as hard as possible to get it down the field. That's why so many balls were underthrown. And then Sam Howell's kind of a flick of the wrist, maybe a little step into it. Drake May is along those lines where it's just a flick of the wrist, deep ball, and you see the player comps, and you get excited about what he looks like, the Josh Allens, the Justin Herbert comps that he gets. I think that he can be a good NFL pocket passer. I think he needs to be developed. I think he's someone that is coming from a college system that is definitely more along the lines of a college system, and so he's going to have to adapt to the pros where he's not just throwing it to the first read every time. If the first read gets taken away, it's not put your eyes down and take off. 
But I think that can be taught. I think that can be taught. I, I think Jaden Daniels has a little bit of the same thing, where it's one read and then go. The other thing that I think is interesting here that we haven't mentioned yet, you look at LSU, you look at North Carolina. You can obviously talk about the competition, as our last caller did, and it's a good point. But Drake May had a really good, honestly, and this is why you get some of the, the Sam Howell comparisons, a good season last year and then struggled a bit this year, similar to how Sam Howell was a first-round pick, struggled, turned into a fifth-round pick. But you look at the ability, and I don't think the ability dropped off, but his weapons all left, right? A Josh Downs is playing really well for the Colts right now. He didn't have anybody like that. Tez Walker, he's someone that might go in the first couple rounds of the draft, but he didn't even play most of the year because of stupid NCAA stuff. It reminds you a little bit of Sam Howell in that way, where it's not like the ability dropped off, but some of the players left. It's North Carolina. It's not Alabama, right? So they couldn't just plug in another five-star. Whereas you look at Jaden Daniels, and he has Malik Neighbors, who's probably going to go in the top 10, and he had Brian Thomas Jr., who's probably going to be a first-round pick, if not early second-round pick. Both of those guys. And I'm not knocking Jaden Daniels for that, but it's a lot easier to let the ball fly with some anticipation when you can trust that your first-round wide receiver is going to get it. I mean, I'm not going to knock him for it, but it is something to be said. Like, if you watch some of Drake May's tape, this dude's making good throws, and his guys can't catch the football. So I think that knocking Drake May for some of the stuff that he struggled with this year, he didn't have the supporting cast. And I think it's something that we talked about with Sam Howell here last year when he was going to start. The big knock on Sam Howell was he struggled his last year, and it was because of the lack of the supporting cast. To me, that's not a worry to me because he's going to come in here and have Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson to throw the ball to. So how does he get through his reads? How does he maneuver in the pocket? How does he do these things? Can he get past his first read? So I, I think it's intriguing, but I wouldn't even say, I know some people are going to compare Sam Howell and Drake May. They're not the same guy. Drake's much bigger. I think that he's a better overall passer. I think that Sam Howell's probably a better runner. He runs a little more physically. I think that Sam can do a little bit more with his legs, not to say that Drake can't. But I'm excited about this draft process. I really am. I think that... Just again, depending upon what show you listen to, depending upon what day of the week it is, you're going to have different flavors from all these guys. Like I, I personally, I would love for them to trade up and get Caleb Williams. You're going to listen to Grant and Danny, and I think Grant doesn't want them to trade up, but he's a little intrigued with that now. I think he's a Drake May guy. Chris, I think this was interesting because we, you were there at the 106.7 versus Team 989. The oh, most, yeah. I the, was busy. Yes, yeah. very busy. There was plenty of good stuff there. Danny did a fantastic job with his stand-up. But one of the most interesting things that I heard from there was from the crowd. And it was the reaction that we heard when they said, which one do you guys want to draft? Drake May? And it was riddled with a lot of silence and even some booze. And Jaden Daniels was largely cheered. Yeah. And so that's what's intriguing to me that a lot of the fan base, and again, I mean, it's a couple hundred people. We obviously have thousands of people living in the area. So it's not just saying from those couple hundred that that's the, the consensus thought. But people largely there were in on Jaden Daniels much, much more than they were in on Drake May. So I think it's intriguing. Where do you stand, though? 800-636-1067. Feel free to give us a call on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. You can also tweet at me at Toby underscore Altizer. We'll keep talking about quarterbacks in the nation's capital next here on The Fan. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Toby Altizer with you here. 106.7 The Fan taking you up till 6 o'clock. We're talking about Commanders quarterbacks right now. 800-636-1067. You want to hop in on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. Also feel free to tweet at me at Toby underscore Altizer. Coming up at 4 o'clock, we'll transition into some Nationals talk. Andrew Golden from the Washington Post will join us to talk about spring training. Hope at some point I can get down to West Palm Beach. Never been to a spring training game, so it'd be fun to get down there. We're talking about the Commanders and their quarterback situation, and you're drafting number two overall. We've talked about this before. Trading down could not be an option for me. But you look at the three quarterbacks that are going to be there. We'll see what happens with Caleb Williams. That, that again, is going to be the driving force of this entire draft season. What do the Chicago Bears decide to do? But I don't... The thing that worries me when you look at a Jaden Daniels is I don't want an offensive staff to get lazy and find that they have a superior athlete and just rely on that and don't develop him as a passer. I'm not saying that happened in 2012 when you look at Robert Griffin III. I think he obviously has a lot of blame himself to deal with there and the injuries, and we we know all the context there. But think about the success that 2012 team had versus every year after that. (laughs) It seemed like... Robert never developed. I don't want that to happen with a Jaden Daniels. Yes, the injuries and the character, whatever. We can talk about all those other factors. But I don't want it to be something where you draft a Jaden Daniels, you run a lot of gimmicky stuff, and then the next year they are able to adjust to it, as any NFL team does. I mean, remember 2012, the read option was a thing that no one could stop. And now it's something that's not run all that often because it's something that NFL defenses have figured out how to at least neutralize. So I don't want them coming out and building some system and it's gimmicky and it's awesome and it's fun. And I don't doubt that it could win you some football games and maybe even get you into the playoffs and maybe even win you a playoff game. But I want this team to be good for 15, 20 years. Right? I want this team to be good so that hopefully one day I'm married and have kids. They can see a good football team. And maybe it'll be even still be the same quarterback, right? I mean, it's crazy to think about, but maybe it's going to be that same guy. And so I want to see them get a quarterback that they can build around. And I look at them, and I see Caleb Williams is a guy that you can build around for the long term, and I see Drake May. I don't know how I feel about Jaden Daniels. I don't know if I feel like you can do that for 15 years. Again, I'd be thrilled if they took him. I think having a Heisman Trophy winner – Having a guy with that electricity in the stadium would be awesome again. But I'm just a little bit worried if he'll be able to develop as much as a passer 
as you need him to be. You look at Patrick Mahomes, a guy that's now won three Super Bowls, and it's not like Patrick Mahomes is a huge scrambler, but he's very situational in his scrambles. So you don't need a guy that can just run around because as much as the NFL has evolved, it's not like you need a running quarterback like you see in college a lot of times. You need a guy that's maybe a little bit better as a situational scrambler, and Patrick Mahomes is the king of that. He's fantastic. You know it's fourth quarter, big moments. Patrick Mahomes is going to take off and run for 20 yards. Jaden Daniels obviously can do that, but he's going to be more along the lines of the Lamar. He's running all game long and various things. I think Drake May can do those sorts of things. I need someone that can be a good pocket passer first and then be a scrambler. Maybe you think Jaden Daniels can get to that point, but I'm not fully sold on that. That's why I would still lean Drake May if you're going between those two. Get out to Chris in Damascus. Chris, what's going on? Hey, can you hear me all right? Yeah, we got you, Chris. Okay. Um, you know, I'll go with what you said before the first call. I lost over the first call. It was said about all those percentages, 65% of number one, number ones, 45% of most of the rest of them, right, or something like that? Yeah. And you were saying about trading up, I disagree, and that the eggs in one basket theory. I mean, it's you trade up and he busts whoever they may be, and then you lose not only losing that bus, but the compensation elsewhere, giving up a number one maybe next year. A trading back seems a little more reasonable. Um, and because then you got more rolls of the dice, but the quarterbacks have to, unless the quarterbacks are separated by so much. I think quarterback in the first round is important because of the five-year thing where you contract thing. And here's some um, – well, here's another analogy because y'all teased me with the baseball. Uh, Linnell did it. It's not your fault. <laughs> Linnell said, you got a baseball show coming on, so I was all ready for that. But I started thinking about this. It's like baseball's kind of cool in that, look, uh, um, John, uh, Abrams shortstop for the Nationals. Yep, CJ. He's going to hit somewhere between maybe 260 and 290. He's not going to hit 340 with 40 homers, and he's not going to hit 180. We gotta go. You know, there's averages. We know he can run. You know what? And but he's not Ricky Henderson. And we know he's got a good glove, but he's not Mark Voyager. Yeah. So you know, the averages kind of play out more in baseball, and and by not and by that's why the eggs in one basket thing. I don't that analogy. It's kind of. And kind of those percentages. Hell, even the guy, because any of them can bust, even a left tackle, even a DB, whatever, a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And, but here's one thing, and that, one is, um, the, and, and that goes, even the home player doesn't know what he's got inside himself. So, what he's gonna, how he's going to react. But here's the Caitlin Clark theory. She's the girl player who's got all the attention in college. Oh, yeah. Well, Chris, we all know and, who Caitlin Clark is at this point. Okay. So she's got a lot of money and a lot of notoriety. If she went, if and when she goes pro, nothing's going to affect her. You not because she's got the money. You know what I mean? Whereas you could have been before NIL. Some of these guys are just hey, I got I got a couple million dollars signing bonus, and then you know that's all they ever wanted. So yeah. and, and you know what I mean. So we don't have to worry about that as much. And but all those factors in, and what you said about. The audience and everybody's got opinions, and we all, but it is percentages. Even the best of the GMs pick buffs and and all of us fans, but everybody throws in their tidbits. Hopefully, we get it right, and I do think we need an upgrading quarterback in the first round. Chris, Thank appreciate you. the phone call, man. Yeah, I think that's the thing. He talks about percentages. 
and this is why to me, trading down isn't an option. Having your pick of at least the second quarterback is a way better chance, whoever it is. Again, if it's one of those other guys, it might test my fandom. It might test how much I trust Adam Peters. But having your choice, as opposed to picking the latter of five dudes that were picked, I think is huge. I think having your choice is huge in this. And again, that's why I'm fine taking someone at two, but I would like trading up if you think that Caleb Williams is that guy. I think that if you feel like he is that much better, if you feel like it's a tier one situation, if we're going off this tier situation, if you're going tier one with Caleb Williams and you think that the other guys aren't just tier two, but they're down at tier three, maybe even tier four, if you think it's that large of a divide, I don't think trading a couple of picks is that wild. I don't. That's partially why you traded a Montez Sweat and a Chase Young. You have extra picks. And yes, it is giving up stuff in the future. Yes, you don't necessarily want to give up your first rounder next year because you could end up in the situation the Carolina Panthers are in. But it's not like you're giving up an absurd haul to move up one pick. It might be a pair, maybe even three. Who knows? But it's not like you're giving up three ones. It's not like you're doing the RG3 deal. It's not like you're mortgaging your entire future to move up to take Caleb Williams. So if you think Caleb is that much better, if it's only a marginal difference, then fine, say it too. But if you think he is that much better, you're darn right I'll be on the phone with Ryan Poles and saying, dude, we will come up and get this guy. We want him. Because if you get the opportunity to have the best quarterback, not just in your division, but maybe in the entire conference, why wouldn't you do that? Wouldn't you offer a one and a two to have the best quarterback in the conference? Wouldn't you right now offer a one and a two for, say, a Justin Herbert or or one of the top guys in the AFC? I would. Even if a guy turns out to be a Trevor Lawrence, who was the generational talent, would you do a pair of twos, a one and a two for Trevor Lawrence? I think you'd have to consider it because he'd step in and be, what, the second, third best guy in the conference, if not the top guy in the NFC? I mean, who's better than him? Jordan Love, I think, showed you at the end of the year that maybe he can be that top guy. But Matt Stafford's good. He's only got a couple more years. What are you going to say, Dak Prescott? I love Dak as a guy. He's not winning a Super Bowl, in my opinion. So, okay. Well, wait, well, <laughs> why wouldn't you? And that's my point on this. If they think he's that much better, I don't think it's crazy. Because, yes, you might be lacking a left tackle. Yes, you might mortgage a little bit of the future and you don't end up with that stud wide receiver you wanted or a stud edge rusher. But guess what makes up for it? Having the best quarterback in the entire conference. Like, look at the difference C.J. Stroud made. I don't think this can be overstated. Look at the difference C.J. Stroud made. Look at the Texans roster. Take C.J. Stroud out of it. Think of it before the draft last year. Nico Collins, your number one receiver. If you would have told me that last year, I'd be like, you're not going to get him some help? You're not going to do something for him? You look at that entire roster, and it was, eh, maybe what, C-plus level, B-minus if you want to be generous? It's not like anything stellar. And C.J. Stroud took them to the playoffs. Why? Because the quarterback can elevate those guys. And he turned out to be that much better. You can get Caleb Williams, and he can be that much better. I think you got to consider it. 
take a break when we come back. We'll keep the we'll wrap up this conversation, then we'll transition into Nationals discussion at four o'clock with Andrew Golden. Keep it tuned right here to the fan. 1067 the fan, Toby Altizer with you up till six o'clock here. Andrew Golden comes up in about five minutes. We'll talk with him from the Washington Post about the Nationals down at spring training. But as we wrap up here talking about the commanders quarterbacks, honestly, it's one of those situations where I think that any of these guys is going to be exciting for this fan base to get behind. So don't be, don't be that fool that has all these crazy things written about one dude like, oh, he's terrible. He's not any good. Because I think you got to give all these guys a shot. You know, we're going to preach trusting Adam Peters. It's going to be tough if they take a guy that you don't really like. But I think that all of these guys have potential. And so I think there's a lot to be excited about. You know, if they trade up for Caleb Williams, don't be that guy. Oh, it's just so stupid. Blah, blah, blah. I think that Caleb Williams is going to be a good NFL quarterback. I think the same can be said about Drake May. If they take him, if you prefer Jaden Daniels, that's fine. Still get behind Drake May. If they take Jaden Daniels, you prefer May like myself. I'm not. I'm going to be excited about Jaden Daniels, a Heisman Trophy winner. That being said, <laughs> like Linnell said, closing out his show, if they take J.J. McCarthy, that might test every part of what I'm saying here. But I think that you look at the position this team is in, and you've got to be excited about it because you can take quarterback at two, whichever one they decide. Again, I think all of those three guys are great prospects and a lot to be excited about. And in other quarterback drafts, they they all would be the top guy, right? I'm excited about that. I'm excited about what the rest of the draft holds you got 36 and 40 you got two third round picks I, I think there's a lot to be excited about and I think this is why when Adam Peters was brought in so many people were excited this is a guy that was the that was viewed as the top talent evaluator you bring him in but if you're Adam Peters you don't get to ease into the job buddy <laughs> you don't get to ease into it this might be the first decision you have to make the first big one but it's maybe the most important of your entire tenure because if you get it right, you might cement yourself in D.C. for the long run. You get it wrong, <laughs> you could be in some serious hot water pretty quickly here as the general manager. So I'm excited for what this offseason has because this is a pivotal offseason for this franchise. I mean, there's a lot of stuff about to happen, maybe a new stadium down the line, all these crazy things, but you know it would be a lot better going through the stadium process, going through maybe a new name, all this stuff if you had a winning franchise on the field. And you know where that starts? Having a franchise quarterback. And they have the opportunity this offseason. So they have to nail this pick. And thankfully, Chris, thankfully, I'm not making the pick. <laughs> You're not making the pick. All our callers, they're not making the pick. It's up to Adam Peters and the guys. They got to get this one right. They have to get it right. I mean, they have to. And, and Okay, just real quick before we move on to some baseball talk, I want to get your thoughts. One, two, three. Caleb Williams. Drake May, Jaden Daniels. How do you rank them? Uh, like as far as what order I think they'll be drafted in, or which no, one would be what, a better pick for the Commanders? Because I think those are two different what you, answers. What you want? What you want for the Commanders? Uh, I mean, Caleb would be cool, but I wouldn't trade up for him. Uh, I'm not in the but trade he's up. Still, your top quarterback? I think so. I think he is in this draft. Okay. Yeah. So Caleb Williams won. Yeah. Um, I've I've seen more uh of Jaden Daniels that I like. Uh, that's not to say. May I mean I'm not a recruiter I don't know man like <laughs> that's not to say May couldn't be have I seen more of him and whatever sure. but but he's so he's you, a, he's an exciting fun player to watch you oh, know yeah. so so you would go Williams Daniels May but I'll tell you this I don't think any of those is really a bad pick Agreed. if you build the right system around either of them and all 
you know, any of the three. And, and that was some of my point, too. Like, I don't know that there is a wrong pick. I think there might be wrong development. Exactly. We've had a lot of that in this town. Exactly. And so, you know, it, whoever you like, that's fine. But it's going to come down to development because I think all these guys has immense talent. They have some immense flaws as well. But if you can develop them, I think any one of these guys can turn into your franchise quarterback. So it's pretty exciting. I'm excited to see what happens down the line. Let's take a break from the commander's talk. We're going to take a break here as well. When we come back, Andrew Golden from the Washington Post. He's going to join us from West Palm Beach, give his thoughts on the Nationals as spring training gets underway. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 